Same-sex marriage and gay clergy in the mainstream Protestant churches. No global warming in over eight years. The UN's New World Religion. World government to stop world war. America's cashless future. The dictionary's LGBTQ update. World War III and Middle East peace, all prophetic and dominating the headlines. We'll discuss these and other topics while taking your call on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins, and I want to welcome you to this edition of The End Time Show. Got to get that right. And um, thank you for joining us. And it, it's been a great time. It's a, we're in the transition. Many of you understand we're going through a huge construction project in our End Time television studios. We're moving from an old set to several old sets to a brand new set. And so thank you for um, your patience as we go through this and, and get through all of the different kinks and the transition, but it's actually going quite well uh, with such a dramatic change. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to go through, we're starting up my um, conference schedule this week, and then I'll get to the stories and we'll get to the calls. The number to reach me today, one 363 8463 and if you'd like to reach me, we'll talk about any of the topics I discussed in the tease or... Uh, anything you'd like to talk about, prophetically speaking. Um, but my conference schedule is starting next weekend. I'll be here in Garland, Texas at North City's UPC, 502 Beltline Road. Uh, and Saturday, January 14th at 6 p.m., I'll be teaching Understanding the End Time, an overview. And I felt like it this year because we have so many new people listening and because we've come so far that I needed to get back to our roots, the foundation of end time ministries and the foundational teachings, the 1 through 14. We're coming out with the new DVDs this year. They should be ready here before long. And as we do the conferences this year, a lot of people have been through the old 1 through 14 DVD series. Well, we're bringing out the new one and the churches will be showing the new 1 through 14 DVD series in their Bible studies. And so it's going to be a great time, and I'll be teaching, taking you through an overview of that with some new proofs, a lot of different things. That will be next, uh, my first one will be January 14th at 6 p.m. in uh, North Cities in Garland. And then on Sunday morning, I'll be preaching at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the same church. And then Sunday evening, January 15th at 6 p.m., I'll be taking you through Breaking Prophetic News and showing you exactly what's happening. It just I've got article after article, and there's so much prophecy happening right now. I literally had hundreds and hundreds of articles that I could have went through. But I simply don't have time to do all that. I only have two hours that night. And so uh, we'll cram as much as we can into that weekend, but then we start. I, I go to Garland first. The next weekend I'll be in um, Foss's Church in Houston. And then I'll be in Fort Worth, and then I'll be in Justin, Texas, and it just goes on from there. So, uh, looking forward to our conference season getting started back up. Now, 
Very quickly, uh, another thing, my wife and I, my wife Jana and I did a, a, um, a uh, program the other day on our Israel tour and what our efforts in Israel and a lot of different things. The, and a lot of you express interest in wanting to go to Israel with us. We've got over 50 people signed up now. And the Israel tour is May 17th through the 28th. If you'd like to join us in Israel, uh, we'd love to have you go. We had a great tour just a few months ago. We got back and we're going to be going again in May. I know a lot of you like to put in your vacations right here at the first part of the year. You'd like to go with us. So, man, we'd love to have you do that. Um, so, again, I'm going to be taking your calls. I got one call. Ken, if you can just hang on for a moment. Let me go through a little dialogue here and then I'll, I'll get to your call. But, again, the number to reach me, one 363 So everybody's wondering what's going on in the house right now. It's really crazy. Uh, I just read where McCarthy lost the 13th round of voting for the, um, this U.S. House standoff that's going on. And none of us have really ever been through anything like this in our lifetime. But Republicans are accusing McCarthy of being um, soft and really too open to compromise with President Joe Biden and his Democrats who also control the Senate. So they're not voting for him. They're wanting to hold out um, and to try to hold him from getting this Speaker of the House position. And the Speaker of the House, it's a very important position. It holds a lot of power. And... What, what the whole contention here is that the Speaker of the House will send a proposed bill through two committees and if it survives, it's then sent back to the Speaker who's supposed to put the bill onto a calendar so it can be debated on the floor. And that's what's supposed to happen. But I posted an article by Glenn Beck, uh, a really good one on my Facebook page. You can go there and read it. But Glenn Beck said this. He said, when was the last time you ever saw anything debated on the House floor? They haven't been debating anything because the Speaker has been circumventing this process, printing it up, and at the very last minute gives it right to Congress so they can vote on it, and many times without even reading it. And he made this statement. He said, this is how the swamp is ruling our country right now. Well, when he talks about the swamp, or the deep state. I want you to understand the establishment. Who is that? It is a socialistic endeavor to control our country, to implement socialism here. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, the Bible, number one, the Bible prophesies the Antichrist socialistic kingdom in the end time. And it's very important that you understand that my prophecy conference last year, that's pretty much all I taught was the Antichrist socialistic kingdom. And the Antichrist, uh, the socialist, socialism and communism sweeping the world. Well, recently I did an a, uh, interview with Kevin Freeman, who is with the Economic War Room with, with Glenn Beck and them. And it was a great interview. But in the interview, we talked about the Socialist Party here in the United States. goes all The Socialist Party of America goes all the way back to 1901. And the Communist Party USA, which goes back to 1919 here in the United States. And they've been grooming these politicians in different things over the years to put them in these key positions so they could implement socialistic principles here uh, in the United States. And that's really what is going on here. When you step back and look at the big picture, what's going on in the House? 
when Glenn Beck makes a statement, this is how the swamp is controlling our economy or controlling uh, how they're controlling America and everything, the bills that get passed, the regulation and everything. This is exactly what he's talking about. And I asked Kevin Freeman about this. And so I, I, I want to go, I'll, when we get back, I'll just take a little time and go through Kevin's response to my question about this socialistic takeover of America, what they're really trying to do, trying to weaken America so we cannot impede their evil plans. The socialist of the world trying to implement that in America. We'll talk about that when we get back and then we'll go right to the phones. The number to reach me, 877-363-8463. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com future or call 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back, everybody. And when I was interviewing Kevin Freeman here, really quick before I go to the phones, I was interviewing Kevin Freeman on his uh, on the program here, and we started to talk about the the book, The Naked Communist, and um, some of the goals that W. Cleon Skousen gave of the Communist Party, the 45 goals of the Communist Party USA uh, here in America. And Kevin made the statement to me about, he said, I do believe in, a, he said there, um, there are things that they have done already. I agree with you. I believe the Antichrist is real. I believe that the scripture is true. I believe that we will have an end time. And he says this, he says, it will be a socialist communist tyranny over the whole earth. It's controlling the monetary system. Now, this is all prophesied in scripture. John, in, Re in Revelation chapter 17, 3, saw a woman, which is the end-time false religious system, in alliance with the false world government of the Antichrist in the end time. And the Bible says 
that she was sitting in Revelation 17.3 on the back of a scarlet colored set or red seven-headed ten-horned beast. Without going through the entire prophecy, it lets us know that the end-time world government will be a socialistic, communistic, one-world governing body. And me and Kevin were talking about this as we went along, and really quickly in his book, to go with what's going on in the McCarthy situation, we talked about the, the grooming of these people in our government. They've been groomed for years, and they've been propped up in our government to run and implement socialistic principles. It's all a socialistic takeover. And in Kevin's book, According to Plan, he actually talks how different individuals have been propped up by the communist regimes or socialistic regimes. And he actually says Nancy Pelosi. Well, I want to read this about Nancy Pelosi very quickly. He says, um, as a Speaker of the House, she has amassed hundreds of millions of dollars worth of, of fortune and with her husband's deals with China and that she has also been supported by the Democratic Socialists of America and its political action committee. And then he goes on to talk about Chuck Schumer, Maxine Waters, Bernie Sanders, Jerry Nadler, Barbara Lee, Adam Schiff, and many others. Well, now you understand what some of these Republicans in the House are fighting against. They believe that McCarthy is leaning towards complying with the edicts of these other people and that's why they're fighting against it. Because you understand we have many Republicans in there that are rhinos. They're Republican just in name only. And so there are a group, of, a handful of Republicans, Matt Getz and um, some other people that are trying to, to fight against this. They don't want McCarthy going in there. I think Matt Getz actually um, nominated Don Trump, Donald J. Trump for it. And so that's really what's going on here. When you step back and look at that, that's what's going on in America. It's a socialistic takeover. That's why they're pushing for this. Joe Biden is a globalist. Uh, Kevin Freeman talks about Barack Obama in this, uh, in his book, about him being one of the ones that's been, was uh, propped up by communism and socialistic principles, and that's how he got to be in power. That None of that's a secret. It's easily documentable. And so, one other thing, and then we'll go to the phones. I was reading through the Road to, the, the Road to Socialism USA, which is the program of the Communist Party USA. It was adopted in 2005, it, and uh, it was updated on their 100th anniversary. Think about this in the United States, a Communist Party USA, and their convention in 2019 in Chicago. And in the document, the word socialism appears 112 times. The word communism appears 11 times. So what they're trying to do is they say we want to implement socialism which controls the ec economy and then that leads to full-on communism. They tell you that it's their goal in their Communist Party platform. And they've been here since 1919, folks grooming people to take these positions. And so um, it's just one of the things I wanted to cover today because it's in the headlines, it's hot and heavy, and people want to know what's going on. Well, I sit back and look at it from, a number one, a biblical prophetic perspective. And I know about the socialistic takeover of the world and what they're trying to do here in the United States. You wonder why Joe Biden hadn't been down to 
uh, to the border here with this huge border crisis that we have. But in the first two years of his presidency, he hadn't been down there. Why? Well, he makes light of the situation, but the fact of the matter is he is a globalist. He believes in a one-world governing body. He believes in this socialistic takeover. And they want to be able to govern. They don't want borders. They want to do away with the nation-state. That's why they're trying to weaken America. And they want to do away with the nation-state, create a global state that answers to a world governing body. That's really what's going on here in America. The deep state, the swamp, the establishment, they're all working together. And so they have Republicans that they have groomed as well. Those are the rhinos that they can say, well, hey, this is a Republican, I'll vote for him. But yet when he gets in there, he does what the left wants to do. Have you ever seen it? Of all the magazines, the end time magazines that we've ever sent to the governors and the, the, the Congress and the presidents and everybody, one person, only one person has ever sent us a letter and said, don't ever send end time magazine to me ever again. And that was Paul Ryan, the Republican ex-Speaker of the House, who was a rhino. So it's very important that you understand what's going on here. This is all very prophetic. I don't, I don't know if the socialism will totally overtake America. I believe we're going to be fighting against the world government in the end time. And God's got a way of turning all this around. That's one thing we can take hope in. I mean, He could turn it around tomorrow. But you can see this, the, the fingers of socialism just kind of weaving through the fabric of our nation. And it's, this, is what they're, this is what's really going on in the house right now. You can see it happening. And I wanted you to understand that many of those people have been groomed for those positions um, and very prophetic. Folk, we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. All of this stuff is supposed to be happening and everything else I went through at the beginning of the program. All of this stuff is supposed to be happening just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I've got days of articles that I could go through here. But, sorry about that, today's your day. Uh, we're going to go straight to the phones. Again, I'll be taking your calls. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Let's go to Ken in Illinois. God bless Ken. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Um, I've got, I'm reading a book on um, Solomon's Temple, and actually it discusses the End Time Tribulation Temple. Mm-hmm. And this author has a different viewpoint. He says, because sacrifices have ended, that God would not endorse sacrifices again. Correct. And if you were to build a temple on the site of the Dome of the Rock, that it might start a holy war. And also, he kind of says that uh, this is not a literal, but uh, a symbolic Temple? Right. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I absolutely do not agree with that uh, perspective because the Bible teaches there will specifically be a physical temple in the end time. Revelation chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, John, John prophesied, measure the temple, but don't measure the outer court. It will be trodden down to the Gentiles for the final three and one half years, that 42-month period. And so he's talking about a physical temple. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4, the Antichrist stands in a Jewish temple proclaiming to be God. So I, I, we believe there, is going to be, there will be a third temple, a physical temple on the Temple Mount in the end time. I do agree that God will not accept animal sacrifices for the atonement for sin. However, Israel, who is still under the law, they believe they have to 
start sacrificing animals for the atonement for sin. So, the Bible says they will start that, but it's not that God will accept them as a, an atonement for sin. The, he, Jesus Christ was the spotless lamb that died for all of us back on Calvary. I look back to that sacrifice for the plan of salvation, for the atonement for sin. If I make a mistake, I simply get down on my knees, repent. God, the Bible says God is just to forgive you, and you get up and you keep on straight on the narrow way. However, the Bible does say that the Antichrist will cause these sacrifices to cease in the end time. So we know sacrifices will be resumed. Um, the guy that is over the five red heifers in the Red Heifer Project in Israel, he's going to be on the, uh, a radio interview, a guest with me on my program, coming up in the first part of February. So all of this is happening, Ken, and I know that there are very influential people that I've talked to, friends of ours in Israel, that say they, that to build their third synagogue, they would be willing to build a third temple up there north of the Dome of the Rock, leaving the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque intact on the Temple Mount in the end time. Um, and so, and so that's, that would that's, that's what the, the Bible says is going to happen. I'm sorry? That would solve the Holy War problem if they built it north of the Dome of the Rock. That's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have heard people's, I've, I have heard the perspective that you're talking about here where people say it's just a spiritual thing. Um, but the Bible specifically tells us uh, in several places, when it refers to the abomination of desolation, that's exactly what it's referring to is the Antichrist standing in a rebuilt Jewish temple proclaiming to be God. So every time it talks about that, plus the times when it talks about the, uh, the third temple in 2 Thessalonians and in Revelation, um, it lets us know there will be a physical temple. But this is very important that people understand this. I have went, I've wrote articles on it. Irvin did for years on the, um, the, the red heifer. Yes, I am very interested in the red heifer and the, the developments that are going on with that. Hence my reason for having Byron Stinson on the program in February. However, I do not agree that Israel needs a red heifer or uh, to resume sacrifices for the atonement for sin. Because I know they don't. I know Jesus Christ was the sacrificial lamb. They will need to accept Him as their Messiah. And the Bible says they will do that. When the Lord comes back, plants His feet on the Mount of Olives, the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 13 that they will come out unto Him and they'll say, where'd you get those scars in your hands? And He's going to say, these are those with which I got in the house of my friends. And the, the Bible says that, that the, the scales will peel off their eyes and they will accept Jesus as a Messiah. And Revelation, or um, 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 let me see here, Romans 11, 25 and 26, the Bible says when the fullness of the Gentiles become in, all of Israel will be saved at that time. It's at the same time when he plants his feet on the Mount of Olives. So, um, you know, I, I just want to make peop sure people that know where end time ministry stands on uh, the, the red heifers and, the, and the, the sacrifices in the near future. I don't agree that they need that because Jesus Christ was our ultimate sacrifice and I look to Calvary for my plan of salvation, the born-again plan of salvation. Did that help you out, Ken? Yes, it did. Yes, okay. it did. Thank you. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, thank you for the call, my friend. God bless you. You too. Let's go to um, Nick in South Carolina. God bless Nick. Welcome to End of the Age. God bless, Dave. A very, very happy belated New Year to you and your family, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well, and thank you, my friend, and the same to you. 
I wanted to ask you something, because I have some family members who have never read the Bible and say they're spiritual, but yet they can dictate some things to me, to me, that are really are not biblical. Right. My sister's husband died about a year ago, and she says that she feels his presence. Um, I can't explain it how she feels it, but she says that she knows that this presence is talking to him, talking to her. And I told her, I said, he technically is not, I don't think that's him. That's, he's actually in a, he's asleep until he's, his body is resurrected in the judgment. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, because I haven't read the whole Old Testament in a while fully, but are there not scriptures in the Old Testament where a prophet thought the same way, and it was actually demons talking to that prophet? Well, I do know. Now, I'm not saying this is happening to your sister-in-law, but, or your sister or whatever, but the, the thing is, is that I, I can tell you that the Bible says in um, 2 Corinthians 5.8 uh, that we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So I know scripturally when a person dies, their spirit goes back and their spirit and soul goes back to be with the Lord that gave it to them. Now, where they go specifically, I don't know that. The Bible talks in Revelation about souls under the altar. Is there a physical altar in heaven? I don't know. John saw a lot of things symbolically. I just know that when a person dies, their body is in the ground and it's going to go back to the dust. The, their spirit goes to be with the Lord. At the time of the rapture, the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first. That spirit, that, um, their spirit and soul will enter back into and be united with an immortal body, just like Jesus had when He rose from the grave. And that's what we will have. And the Bible says that those, the dead in Christ will rise first. We, the Christians who are born again, who are alive and remain, will be caught up to meet them in the air. And we will reign as kings and priests with Him for that thousand year period and go into eternity with Him after the great white throne of judgment. Now, as far as your your uh, family member uh, hearing her husband's voice or feeling his presence with him, uh, with them. I don't know um, specifically how all that works. I've never had that happen to me. Uh, I, I I will tell you, um, I was in doing a prophecy conference in up in Minnesota, the last prophecy conference of my last uh, last year. And I was feeling the weight of a lot of stuff. I had traveled so much over the last six months, had so many deadlines to hit, and I mean, the weight of the world just felt like it was on my shoulders. And, um, man, you might know we have a break here. Um, I, I tell you what, Nick, just hold through the break, and then we'll, okay. we'll continue I this. Will. But I, I want you to hear this dream that I had. Um, and uh, then, we'll, then we'll continue on with the conversation here. I got a few more. Got a few lines open, everybody. Number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And uh, God bless you all. Hope you're enjoying the new platform, and it's going to evolve as we go. Thank you for your patience. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, part two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. 
Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back, everybody. And, and uh, Nick, are you still with me? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, I definitely am. So um, the, the Bible says in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward that in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Now, I am, would I consider myself an old man? Uh, not yet. I'm 54. However, I had a dream. I uh, was up in Minnesota doing a prophecy conference. Had the weight of the world on me. I, had, I just got deadlines. I got articles to write. I got radio and television, all this stuff. And I had a dream after the conference, and it was Irvin Baxter. And I walked up behind him, and I, he was sitting on the couch looking out a window. And I said, Irvin? I said, Dad. I said, Dad, are you... You, you look, you, are you okay? You, look, you don't look so good. Are you, are you fine? And he said, bow down here. I want to tell you something. And I got down on my knee and he reached his hand out to me and I reached and grabbed it. Dag, I'm going to start crying. Oh, man, this is crazy. Oh. I'm sorry. Give me a second. No, so okay. um, the, I, I reached out. I reached out. I reached out and grabbed his hand and... He, uh, he said, Dave, he, he said, I want you to know that I had a really good life. And boom, I woke up. And I felt like the Lord was speaking to me because Irvin did all the radio and television programs, the magazines, the Israel stuff. He did everything for a couple decades without my help, without anybody's help. And, but... I was, all I was seeing was deadline, 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 and my father-in-law, he dealt with all that, but yet was a spirit-led man, humble, loved God, loved people, and kept a balance. And I believe he was, he was telling me through this dream. Now, I don't know how all this stuff works, but I'm just telling you what happened to me. I believe it was my, yeah. somehow either God speaking to me or something saying, look, it, it's, it, everything's going to be all right. It's going to be, a, this is a great life. And um, I don't know, it just, it really helped me to go through something like that. Now, back to, did you say it was your sister, Nick? It was my sister, yes, sir. Okay, so back to your sister. 
when she says like she felt the presence of her husband, I'm not, I'm not going to say, no, that's absolutely not possible. Because I, I don't necessarily know that for sure. Because I know in the Old Testament that when, now I'm not saying your sister did this, but that when Saul, his kingdom was taken from him and he conjured up the prophet, he went to the witch. She conjured up the prophet. She did bring him back from his sleep. He had already passed away. And so I do know that people, I know that sounds crazy, but it's scriptural. You can go read about it. The witch of Endor. That people, she, the prophet came back and talked to him, but she was brought back by a witch. Now, how could she, your wife or your sister feel the presence of her husband? I, I don't know how all that works. I don't claim to know that. Um, but uh, can spirits walk among us and things like that? I mean, I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. Can, is there such things as ghosts and everything? Um, I've never seen one. I don't know that, but I know that the Bible says we'll see visions. I believe most visions and things that a born-again person would see comes from God. But could she feel His presence? I believe in her mind she feels like that, and if it gives her some kind of comfort, then I would never tell her, oh, no, that's not possible, because I, um, I honestly do not know the answer to that. And I just got to be honest with you here, Nick. Uh, but I do no, know I'm what the Bible says. Are. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm saying I'm glad you are. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but I want to ask you something, because it, I thought that in the Old Testament there was a prophet who thought that they were speaking to somebody, and it was actually demons laughing at him. Or am I wrong? Or do you know? I, I can't remember that. I mean, if I've read that, it's been okay. years ago. Uh, I, I can't okay. remember that specifically. Um, but, I, I, you know, I do know that there are demons and that they are here in the earth. Uh, and that I, I don't want any part of them. But, I mean, as far as your sister goes, I'm trying to help you out with her question. And I wouldn't tell her, no, that's not possible, because it might give her some level of comfort. Now, you don't want to lie to her, but I'm just saying I, I don't... I, I wouldn't tell her, no, that's not possible. You'll never feel your husband again. If it gives her some level of comfort, you know, I just tell her I don't know, because we simply don't know, Nick, and that's all I can do. Right. I don't want to fabricate right. an answer for somebody. No, I'm, I'm glad. I, I, yeah. I appreciate you. You know, that's why I'm calling you. You, you have more insight into this yes, than, than I do. Yep. You know, so. uh, one last thing, though. In the first part of what you were talking about in politics and so on, has there ever been a time where a communist or a socialist has ever voluntarily stepped down from office? Do you know? Oh, I highly doubt that. I or can't see a communist do that. I mean, it, it takes so much to get one of them in office, and that's yeah. why they, they will work day and night and pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to keep those people in office, like a Nancy Pelosi, a Chuck Schumer, a, a, even yeah. a Joe Biden. How has a guy like Joe Biden kept his post for decades and decades? And these people that seemingly, the only reason is because they're, they will bow down to the edicts of the establishment. That's why Joe Biden is yeah. allowed to stay in as president while his son has all of this horrible things going on and uh, yes. the, the computer and all that stuff is, is they will protect their own as long as they're useful to them. When they become yes. so they're not useful, man, they'll get rid of them in a moment. And so that's what you see. That's what the establishment, the deep state, the, um, the swamp is. And that's what Donald Trump was trying to fight. 
was the swamp yeah. and, the, and the, the deep state. He fought it every day, and um, they're still trying to um, annihilate the guy, and he hadn't been president for two years. Yeah. yeah. Things that make you go, hmm. I heard that. Well, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> Same thing what we just spoke about. All right, Thank you very much. Thank you for the call, my friend. God bless. bless. Uh, Let's go to Pat in Michigan. God bless Pat. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi, Dave. Um, Yeah, I just wondered uh, if you had heard this. I have heard this from a reputable uh, source that the World Economic Forum has very strongly um, backed McCarthy. Yeah. I I think the wording was something like, he must be the next speaker. Yeah, I actually just looked it up, and um, the the World Economic Forum and him have been. Um, let me before I say that because yeah. before I say it on air and everybody goes, well, Dave Robbins said. Um, let me look something up here because it's very important because I just saw something on him. Now, the World Economic Forum, of course, the AP News, they say, we did not appoint McCarthy as House Speaker, but I found a, a deal here that says something about McCa- Mc- Kevin McCarthy and the World Economic Forum. They have a deal on, on their website about him. So as mm-hmm. far as how aligned he is with them, I don't fully know the answer to that. I'd have to do some more research on that before I give yeah. you a conclusive answer. However, I do know that there are people... The, the, the group of individuals, Matt Getz and some other people, that yeah. are trying not to get him, they see him as an individual who would bow down to the edicts of a, a Joe Biden and a, a Kamala Harris and all them. So yeah. if that's the case, that's what we've had for the last, you know, how yeah. many, many decades. And so we certainly don't want that. Uh, whether they'll be successful in holding off, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what will come yeah. of it. Um, but I certainly don't want somebody who's aligned with the World Economic Forum in the uh, Speaker of the House position. However, I cannot confirm or deny that because I would simply need to do some more research. Yeah, well, he, a lot of his voting has been right up the line with them. He's backed uh, billions, I think it was $100 billion for Ukraine, yeah. um, amnesty for illegal dream, the dream, DACA. Yeah. And um, oh, uh, January 6th committee, he and the thing that so, does concern me about him is uh, the lack of trustworthiness. And then he's third in line for the pre- he would be third in line for the presidency. Uh, yeah. And the least the least objectionable is that he appears to be a very weak man to me. Yeah. So, yeah. but that's yeah, that's all. I, I knew that you might have some insights and. Appreciate yeah. so much, Dave. Absolutely. What you do and um, pray for you, for your strength and vitality. And I think the Lord sent you just a little, a little hug with that dream about um, yeah. beloved um, Irvin. No doubt about it. And thank you so yeah. much for that, Pat. Sure. Uh, God bless you, my friend. Oh. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, you know, with the passing of Irvin Baxter. We have a great team of people here, really, that has really um, helped to shoulder the load of all of that. But 
with all the travel and everything that we did, we went to Israel and we come right back. We took back off on the trail, traveling and articles and everything that we have to do. Um, it was a lot. And I believe that God allowed that to happen. I really do. I, don't, I can't explain all that. Uh, and I know there are other people. The Bible says that, you know, old, your old men will see dreams. Maybe God considers me an old man now. I don't know. But um, I believe God's with us. And I know He is. I'm seeing things happening all over the world. I mean, what's happening right here in end time within Israel, we're having new students come to the college all the time. We've got uh, between close to 5,500 students in the Jerusalem Prophecy College. I mean, things are just, it's going nuts. And I see God blessing us. But um, to see my father-in-law in that dream and to have him say, you know, Dave, I, had a, a, I just had a great life. And I thought, man, all of the things you did. And they, he just, he devoted his life. At Thanksgiving and Christmas, he would eat dinner. He would talk for a little while and then he'd go work. And I thought, what, man, you know, he, that guy has no life. Well, that's not, that's not true. He actually had a great life. And he was devoted to this. And now I see that. And I, and I got it. And so... I know you guys are all on this journey with us, I, you know, and you've been with us forever. And you guys have, um, are supporting us and we're reaching people all over the world. This is totally, this is different than any other, to my knowledge, any other radio program you're going to listen to. And I'm just talking to you from my heart right now. I, don't, I listen to people on the way to work every morning and on the way home. I got some guys that I listen to. But they give, I was talking to our staff about it this morning. They give secular answers, secular solutions. They're talking about uh, what's going on in the House and the world government, the World Economic Forum, and, and uh, the taxes going up and, uh, you know, um, the inflation. And they give all these different things, which I have to deal with as well. However, their solution is to world government and the things that are happening is humanitarian, secular things. We, we need to vote this that person out, vote them in. I agree we need to do that kind of stuff, but they never talk about the most important thing, that, hey, this thing's getting ready to wrap up, and you, the, the, the best way you can prepare is to prepare yourself spiritually and mentally for the times just ahead and for the soon return of the second coming of Jesus Christ. I've never heard anybody I listen to talk about that. And so that's the most important thing. That's why we come at it. That's why myself, Doug, Vince, will always come at things from a biblical, prophetic perspective, because that gives us the answers. It shows you what's coming in the future, and then in teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, that's saying, "Hey, God, the God of heaven is coming back before very long to establish His kingdom here on the earth. Let us show you how to be a part of that kingdom." There's not a more important message we can talk about today than that. And so, I don't know. I mean, we're all in this together. And so thank you so much for, for um, your support, love, prayer, support. And um, we're going to take this thing across the finish line, folks. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Okay, welcome back everybody. Man, we've got 15 minutes left. We're gonna to have to get going. Um, I got a few lines open. If you'd like to reach me, 877-363-8463. Let's go straight to the phones. Smiley in California. God bless Smiley. Welcome to the End Time Show. Praise the Lord, Dave. How are you guys? I'm good. How you doing, my friend? I am well. I just called just a simple question. Yeah. Um, has anybody, um, well, heard anything more about the peace talks? Yeah, because I, I heard a little bit on the news, but I just want to just um, yeah. see from you guys and have you guys in here yeah. and think about the peace agreement peace coming agreement. back okay. on the table again. Yeah, so what's happening here, if you, if you follow the new government that has come in, they are very right-wing wanting to potentially annex some or most of, um, potentially, the... Most of the West Bank. Now, there's area A, B, and C. They want to really expand uh, the um, Jerusalem's or Israel's presence and the, the um, settlers there out in the West Bank and area, especially in area C. But in essence, kind of, they're saying annex part of that. Well, what happened is the, the, with the Abraham Accords a um, couple years ago, they actually came about as a result of annex, or, um, Netanyahu was going to annex most of the West Bank under, with uh, working alongside Donald Trump. And the, the leader of the United Arab Emirates came to him and said, hey, if you, will not, if you will take annexation off the table, we will normalize relations with you. Well, now Netanyahu, he eventually went out of office with this craziness, the, the pandemic and the all of the um, different elections that they had in Israel, trying to form a government, couldn't. He goes out, then Naftali Bennett came in, Yair Lapid. Well, now he's back in office. So now he's right back on the, the Palestinian situation and talking about annexation. But he says, if Saudi Arabia will come into the Abraham Accords, then we'll take annexation back off the table. Because they're very right-wing now. It's the most right-wing religious government Israel has ever had since 1948. And so they are very concerned about the Palestinians. They're not going to let... No, the Palestinians, they're not going to take one more inch than what they, should, what they should. And so they're talking about annex, annexing part of that. Well, if they could get Saudi Arabia in, Netanyahu is saying, hey, if we can get Saudi Arabia into the... Abraham Accords and normalized relations with them, and there is um, under-the-table talks, behind-the-scene talks going in right now for that to happen. I just pulled up an article uh, that things were happening in Europe, talks about that. Mm -hmm. Well, if they could get them in, Netanyahu sees that as solving the Arab-Israeli conflict in the Middle East. Now, would it? I don't know, but he's saying, 
according to him, he thinks it will, and eventually leading to an Israeli-Palestinian solution, which the Arab, Arab-Israeli-Saudi Arabia conflict, that's different than the Israeli-Palestinian situation, you understand. So, uh, even though the Palestinians are simply Arabs. So, as of right now, the peace negotiations, that's kind of where we're at. There are, yeah, there is the, uh, the quartet that would like to see something happen. I've heard where Europe is proposing something. But right now, that's kind of where we're at. Smiley, if you understand the, the prophecies of the Bible, I know you guys, most of you do, but the, um, there's a World War III and the peace agreement that are kind of, we don't know which one's going to happen first, but they're right there with each other. It looks like the war is going to happen first. This is my opinion. And then the peace agreement will happen on the back end of that. Um, so there might be a little time here before we see that. But that's really what's going on with the Israeli-Palestinian situation right now. A lot of people have said, well, you've taken the two-state solution off the table. No, there's going to be a two-state solution. The Bible prophesies about that specifically in Matthew 24. So um, I know those things are coming. How we get from here to there, I don't know. I'm just following the news and looking at what the new government's doing with... They just got in a week or two ago, and they're trying to really get the thing going right now, but they're not letting any um, dust collect under their feet. I mean, they're really moving, and so this is what we're watching play out right before our very eyes. Will the Saudi Arabia come into the Abraham Accords? Well, they're saying they want something to happen between Israel and the Palestinians, but to keep... Netanyahu from annexing part of that land, they could say, well, if you'll take that off the table like the United Arab Emirates did, we'll come into the Abraham Accords. Um, and that possibly could lead to an Israeli-Palestinian uh, solution. At this point, that's where we're at. Right. Yep. Okay, but well, thank you so much. All right, Smiley. Thank you much. Bye God bless you all. Well, believe me, everybody, we'll be keeping you guys up to date on all of this, uh, my, uh, Doug, Vince, and myself. Um, let's go to Zachary in Kentucky. God bless Zachary. Welcome to End of the Age. I'm sorry, the end time show. I got to get off of that. How are you, brother Dave? I'm doing tremendous, my friend. How are you? Good. Um, so my question for you today is just given everything going on in Israel right now, um, with the whole Ben Gavir visiting the Temple Mount and all of that, mm -hmm. I was wondering if you see that escalating further into something that could potentially um, usher in that World War III scenario, or if you see that um, ultimately coming back to maybe some sort of peace deal, or if you don't think that's really either of those. Yeah, so will the situation, well, you mentioned Ben Gavir going up onto the Temple Mount. I don't think that will lead to, now, this is my opinion, but I don't think that will lead to a World War III because the Bible says the World War, World War III will emanate out of the Euphrates River region, which is housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. Um, okay. if, if, the, if something were to happen on the Temple Mount, I believe that, the sure, there could be a third intifada with the Palestinians right. and the Israelis, but I don't think that that would lead to a World War III situation because Israel is going to remain intact all the way till the Battle of Armageddon. So there's not going to be a World War III where they sweep through there and annihilate Israel. That's simply not going to happen. Israel is going to remain intact all the way through the end time. So it, uh, it appears that the war will happen, emanate from the Euphrates River region, um, which, you know, 
I watch Iran all the time. I, I don't think that's ever going to go away. Of course, it could be right. a Turkey, Syria, Iraq. I mean, it could be any of those four. And so those are the things that we watch. Um, however, with what I just described to Smiley is that what's going on with the Saudi Arabia thing and Netanyahu, that could have been, if we could get Saudi Arabia into the Abraham Accords, that would bring a lot of the other Arab nations in and then um, that could lead to an Israeli-Palestinian uh, peace settlement. And so, but at this time, I mean, I'm following, I'm reading, I'm reading all the articles I can get my hands on right now, and I simply yeah. cannot see how we're, you know, how we're going to get from here to there. I know where we're going, because the Bible's very clear right. on that, but how we get from here to there, we'll just have to keep following that story, Zach. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate your answer so much. Thank you. All for right. The God bless you, my friend, and, and thank you for the call. Let's go to uh, Sam right here in Texas. God bless Sam. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, Dave. Uh, last week, Doug and Vince mentioned that America could possibly go through a civil war. Where, mm -hmm. where are they getting their information from? Who's promoting the civil war? So I, I, would, have to, I would have to go back and listen to the program. I mean... Uh, to see specifically what they were talking about, and if they did, they give a a source. No, they didn't. Okay. That's why I'm calling so, and asking. Yeah, you so know, that's where they get their source from. Right. So I would have to talk to Doug about it and find out. Um, I tell you what okay. you do, Sam. If you could email D Norvell, Doug Norvell, D N O R V E L L at endtime.com, and just ask him for the source. Here's the deal, though. I think. Now, I didn't hear the program, but they could have been talking about the potential for a civil war in America because of what's going on and, and uh, you know, America having to be brought to her knees and people rising up, especially what's going on here in the, the southern border and the, 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 the mission creep here in the, the United States, the socialistic takeover. A lot of different things are going on that I could see. Now, you have to understand Doug's background. Doug was a cop for a while. Doug was a, um, you know, he just, he's built like a bulldog. And so he's kind of like, hey, I want to grab the situation by my, by hand, my hands and take care of it. Um, and now Doug's a very, uh, he's a minister. He's a Christian individual. But his background and my background would be, hey, you know, hey, civil war, we'll just take care of it. And I know that's a lot of people. Imagine somebody who's not a Christian that's thinking about what's going on in America and thinking, well, hey, uh, you know, we, we just take matters into our own hands, which the Bible, which, uh, not the Bible, the Declaration of Independence says that if it gets bad enough that you put off that form of government and you install a new one. Now, I'm not advocating doing that, but I'm saying there are some people with that rolling around in their mind right now, I promise you, but I'm not saying I know what Doug and Vince talked about because I did not hear that program and so I don't really know how to speak to it, uh, but I would, I would encourage you to contact Doug at dnorvell at endtime.com and just ask him. Um, he, yeah. he'll, he'll be happy well, to get know, back with you. What's that? If he could mention it on the internet, I mean, he, he mentioned it online, if he could straighten it up online. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean you know, Joe from New York, you know, he said that that Civil War talk is, is from the devil. You know, they want to destroy America. And I was yeah. thinking, and if it's the Christian, Christian nationalists behind it, yeah, and that's what brings America down is because Christian national started a civil war. Right, Satan would be laughing all the way to the bank. He said, "I, I heard that. The Christians to bring to bring America no. down." But anyway, 
Yeah, I'll text him and see what he says. All Thank right. you. All right, Sam. God bless you, my friend. And Sam and everybody else, I want you guys to know that myself, Doug Norvell, Vince Stegall, we would never advocate for a civil war. I don't believe that's the answer. I believe Jesus Christ is the answer. If we can get everybody back to the, our Judeo-Christian foundational principles and uh, get everybody to be born again and things like that, this whole thing will work itself out. You say, Dave, I don't ever see that happening. Why not? There are times in the Bible where one sovereign act of God turned entire global empires to Him. And when at the um, Daniel and the lion's den, King Darius said, Daniel, when he pulled him out of the lion's den, he said, nobody in my kingdom is going to serve anybody but Daniel's God. One sovereign act of God, Daniel and the lion's den, and a global empire. The Medes and the Persians ruled the world at that point. And he said, nobody's going to serve anybody's God but Daniel's God. And then with um, Nebuchadnezzar, with the three Hebrew children, after they came out of the fiery furnace, he said, nobody in my kingdom is going to serve anybody's uh, God but, but these guys' God. And so for me to look at those stories in the Bible and think, well, you know what? I don't know if God's big enough to handle this. I promise you he is. Now, maybe the United States needs brought to her knees to the point where we would turn to God, humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, seek God's face. Is everybody ready to do that? That's what we need to do. The Bible does not say civil war is the answer. Now, there may, there may end up being a civil war. But I know that we, will never, we would never condone that. And I would not participate in it. Because I'm looking for Christian uh, principles to be implemented and um, going back to biblical Judeo-Christian foundational principles. That's what I would advocate for as a Christian man. And so, um, but I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that uh, have that rolling around in there. And so, you know, that's between you and God at the end. But I would have to find out what Doug talked about. Perhaps he'll clear the waters when they get back on the program next week. I want to say God bless you all. Thank you for the calls. Thank you for supporting us. And um, thank you for all that you do and all the prayers. 